Remind me to tell you why I hate mud. Oh, good. Can't wait. Everyone, Dave and Jeff, second night of the week that we're doing this podcast. Actually, right now as we start this show, yeah. we're beginning overtime of the National Championship basketball game. Right. Now, I don't know how podcast rules follow regular rules <laughs> as far as rebroadcast. Yeah. Although by the time this hits, it'll be 1030 tonight. Yeah. You'll all know who won. But uh, it's fun, Dave. I, I is a Minneapolis guy. And remember, I haven't been there in, Jesus Christ, how long have I? I have not been there. You said it the other day, and I can't remember. Uh, was it like 94 the, or something? No, it was the day after OJ was acquitted. Okay, 95. Yeah, 95 was the last time I was there. So almost 25 years since I've been there. But I know how excited that town gets for big events. Yeah. They've had really everything. Final Four, Super Bowls, Stanley Cup, uh, everything but the NBA. And I was thinking about driving down tonight, like, wow, no North Carolina, no Duke. Yeah. Did they get kind of short-ended? Yeah, the biggest name team was Michigan State. Yeah. But Which, by the way, people in Minnesota don't like Michigan, right? Well, I think they like they don't like Michigan. I, I don't think they have really any issue with Michigan State. But, um, but then driving down, this was a 10-point game when I yeah. was driving down, going back and forth between Padres and NCAA and then coming in and seeing this game tied and going to overtime. It's great, man. And for anybody who's there tonight, I would think depending on how this overtime goes, like it's, it's going to be one that people will remember for a long time. I think you're absolutely right. It's cool that to me, and I asked you just a little bit ago, they're playing this with the Vikings play. You said, yeah, yep. absolutely. They are. Here's the deal. If you want to go to a couple sporting events that you've watched on TV your entire life, and to me, I'd love to go, but tickets might, must be crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, the National Championship football game is an easy game to go to. Really? Because most people pay for the semifinal game in that four-team playoff, and it's expensive to sit there and travel back-to-back week, especially right after Christmas. Sure. And there are a ton of tickets available. You saw what happened when Alabama played Clemson. How valued the tickets were like 100 bucks mm-hmm. for a National Championship game. It's like that every single year. Then in, in basketball, if your team like Michigan State loses, all those people get yeah. rid of their tickets. They just want to get the fuck out of here. Oh, I like that, And too. you can pick it up. So if you ever have an opportunity to say, I'd love to see a college national championship game, it's not as hard as you think. I think they'll be back in Minneapolis in probably five years. Is that right? Is yeah. this only the second time? I remember Duke beat Michigan with a Fab Five there. No, they were in the Metrodome a couple of different times. Was it a couple of different yeah. times? Really? Yeah, it's the only they, one I can remember is that one. No, they travel through because those stadiums kind of work well, right? They go to Indy. Where do they go? It they, feels you're like right. They've done a, Atlanta. You're right. They do yeah. these big football stadiums. They do New Orleans, obviously a ton. Yeah, and this one they'll like, but and especially right now because it's not ninety below zero yeah. there, so they can go back there. They'll get it back. Plus, Minneapolis is uh, is Big Ten country. But this would be one I'd probably take my kids. Let's say they circle back here in six years. Uh, my kids at that point would be about 17. Yeah, I would do that. That would be a perfect time to do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, seeing if J-Lo, what, what she's <laughs> up to. But um, no, just an awesome game. Here's why I hate yeah. Mark Grant. What oh, I good. said in the open. I hate Mark Grant because we were at lunch a couple years ago talking about different announcers, and I mentioned the fact that I like John Miller because at that time, every summer, I would go to Monterey with my family, and I would spend a couple of weeks listening to KNBR. Yeah. 
and Dave Fleming, Kuiper, Kruko, and John Miller. And Mud, being the dick that he is, spent the next 15 minutes at this lunch doing the most spot-on John Miller impression, and it laid me out. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. When the waitress would come by, he talked to her as John Miller <laughs> and the whole thing. And so tonight, one of the great things of having XM or Sirius XM, I have it just for Stern. But as a guy who loves baseball on the radio, when you go to Sirius XM, you get every game. But for the most part, you get the home feed. So tonight driving down, I had John Miller and Dave Fleming. But yeah. I honestly cannot listen to John Miller anymore because <laughs> it's what the guy said on Twitter. Yeah. The guy who said, hey, I was listening to Kintera during the postgame show. And he goes, I couldn't tell if it was coach or Jeff doing coach. And it's the same thing. When you just, I just flash back to sitting at this lunch laughing like an idiot and Mud doing John Miller. I'm like, all right, I got to turn this off. And that I is went funny back as to hell. Ted and Jesse. But that is funny. Do you like John Miller? I love John Miller. I was, and I think a lot of people miss John Miller even on Sunday Night Baseball. Well, I miss him doing Sunday Night Baseball on the radio. Like, yeah. I'm not a Shambi fan at all. No. I don't think John Shambi's that great. And I really don't like John Chambi and Chris Singleton. I just don't think it's... They're fine. Yeah. I shouldn't say it that way. I, I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. But I just felt like John Miller was a better option. And yeah, him... What was the breakup there? Was John Miller wanted more money or just didn't want to do the traveling? Uh, I don't know. It may have been an age thing. I don't know on that, though. Wow. That would just be me guessing, Dave. I don't know what happened. I mean, it's it could have been a Giants thing, right? I mean, the Giants were in the playoffs a lot at that point, yeah. and you're the main guy for the Giants. If you're going in the World Series and you're KNBR, again, this is nothing more than me guessing, but if you go, hey, KNBR, um, our main guy, let's use it in San Diego. If 97.3 is the flagship yeah, and Ted's the number one guy for ESPN, you go, man, I'm losing my number one guy, and he's calling the game on 1090. That doesn't do you much good. No, I think it, to me, I don't know. I think it makes you seem even bigger, though, to know your guy's the guy. I mean, the Dodgers had Vince Scully do it on Saturdays for years. Yeah, but when the World and Series so, going I, on, I you want that. everybody listening to you. You don't want them listening to 1090. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I, you know, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe you, you sit there and you, you figure it out. I'm, well, I'm sitting there going, if I'm John Miller, I'm getting two paychecks for one job. You know, give me yeah. the two paychecks. But I if want you're it. the program director, where do you want John Miller? Oh, I want him with me. But if yeah. I'm John Miller, I'm like, hey, I'm fucking John Miller. I mean, what would Dick Enberg do? That's what I always go Well, by. Dick would let you know that he'd been asked to do both games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Dick Enberg thing didn't work out the way I think everyone was hoping it was going to work out. No. Right? No. I mean, we thought Dick Enberg was going to be kind of like our John Miller. A lot of people, hell, we thought Dick Enberg was bigger than John Miller as far as the name goes, but he didn't feel San Diego. And I understand he lived in San Diego. Yeah. He just didn't feel San Diego. He was the Angel guy. He was the UCLA guy. Yeah. He just didn't feel like the Padre guy. Look, I'm a mud guy. Yeah. I, 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 there were plenty of times, and you guys all know me. I always take the high road. Yes. It's what I'm known for. But I felt there were times when he disrespected Mud. And you I'm don't sorry. think he brought out the best in Mud? Fuck no. Give me a fucking break. Not a fucking chance. And look, I you can't have anything but respect for what Enberg did. Yep. 
We had him booked on the show one time for two weeks. We had him booked, and we get him. He's like, "Well, I got six minutes. I'm getting a haircut." Yeah. Hey, fucking. You got great, three hairs, fucker. Yeah, great clips is open all day. <laughs> but we had him on in 2004, and he was great. We they, just promoting that book. God, that book that he wrote is yeah. unbelievably yeah. good. Yeah. Unbelievably good. Um, I didn't really know him at all. I, I didn't really know him. Um, he wasn't right as the Padres announcer for me. Yeah. But, Dave, that is so eclipsed by his, I mean, Enberg, it's Masters week. Yeah. What Enberg did for the Masters, what, tonight, well, what the yeah. fuck am I worried about the Masters for? Look to my right. What he did for the national championship game, oh, my God, unbelievable. He called fights. He's the Rams. He's in heaven can wait. Yeah. Wimbledon, eight million uh, times. Right. I mean, really, championship fights at, yeah. at the Olympic. Um, John Wooden, uh, all those things. And so, no, I mean, when you're looking at the career of Dick Enberg and everything that he accomplished as a, I mean, and it's cool. He's a San Diego guy. Um, no, I didn't like the way he treated Mud. It no, disappointed me. I didn't either. That's I why want, I was doing it tongue-in-cheek. I wanted him to be... Look, when I met Jerry, I had a very clear idea of who I thought Jerry would be, who I thought Ted would be. And they blew it out of the water because they were so much better than I expected. And I'm telling you the truth. I don't feel that way about Enberg. Yeah. And it bums me out. I wanted Enberg... To be the guy that Ted is, that Jerry was. I'll tell you who you want him to be. Who? You want him to be Vince Scully. Goddamn. Perfect. That's who you want him to yes. be. Yes. The guy who's done it all, but right. was cool as shit and oh didn't have to God. be. Oh, God. Vin was unbelievable. And I remember the final year. I just It just happened the other day. And you and I had the, uh, the Dodgers media guy. Yeah. The Dodgers media guide in Vin's final year, Vin's on the cover. And you and I said to each other, each other like two 10-year-old idiot kids, <laughs> we're going to get Vin to sign this thing. Yep. Yeah, we're going to get Vin to sign this. Where's the Sharpie? Everything else. And Vin came down, and uh, I saw him in the lunchroom at Petco Park. And Vin would do the same thing every year. When you would just see him... Um, and remember, he hadn't traveled for a couple of years. He would say, hey, Vin, how you doing? Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go, shit, the coolest thing. And I just said, hey, Vin, it's great to see you. Welcome back. And I just shook his hand. Yeah. And I was like, nope, not going to bug him to sign anything. I shook his hand, and he was just the man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Dave, that's who you wanted him to be. Jenny Kavnar tells a great Vin Scully story where she said she had her parents there. Yeah. And her parents were down visiting and Jenny was working, I think, for Channel 4 or whoever she was with at that time. And she's working and she's got her parents in the box. And she said, hey, let's just go over and quickly say hi to Vin. And Vin's kind of in and Vin always had three guys that traveled with him. And so they kind of looked out for him. Uh, kind of his yeah. Jilly Rizzo, right? Yeah. He's Frank Sinatra. These guys, if you got too close, they'd beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Nobody that traveled with the van was could fight a cold. 
Those guys weren't doing shit. They were all about 90. They all looked like, yeah, and they looked like, or the youngest guy looked like he just came from the math debate from 1972. Well, I heard one of the reasons why Ken Levine quit calling games down here was he got a little sassy and a couple of those guys beat the shit out of him. A couple shots of the kidneys to Ken Levine. Yeah, that's it. Push him down a flight of steps. <laughs> but, uh, we're not, don't talk about that. Don't bring that up when we're recording. All right. I will ask about Ken Levine in a second. Go so, ahead. So, uh, Kavnar goes in to see Scully and says, hey, my parents are here. Yeah. And Vince said, well, bring them in. And Jenny said he spent 15, 20 minutes talking. 20 minutes is a long fucking time, too. Right. Taking pictures. Yep. I don't know, Dave, 10, 15. Yeah. It was an extended period, chatting, eye contact, laughing. Pictures are taken at the end. How many times... I mean, I know Vin had really cut down on traveling, but you're exactly right. That That's who it yeah. was. But if you think that I'm going to turn my nose up at, at what Enberg... No, absolutely not. He just... And Kaplan loved him. Kaplan had an amazing relationship with but, him. And I hate to say it, he might have been one of the very few in this town had an amazing yeah. relationship. I mean, there's one guy in this town he told to lose my number. Right. You know? Well, he did. He did. One of my favorite stories that sadly I can't repeat. But at some point, hopefully I can get acceptance to clear it. Yeah, that story is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, heard, I heard Enberg's second book was going to be, oh my, this guy blank is an asshole. That's his, that's his, <laughs> what's his second book. Oh, well, I, mean, I, I would have enjoyed the reading day. that. God dang it. I would have enjoyed reading that book. Are we not saying the name just because this is the one time we're taking the high road? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, I I can't do that one. I can't. If I can get clearance on it, I will. All right. All right. Well, but you, you call him and see if you get clearance on it. For the I next will. Because I kept his number and I like having it. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that was it. So I don't even know what the fuck we we're talking about. But <laughs> we're talking personally, about John Miller first. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I didn't. I didn't necessarily. Like Enberg with the Padres. Yeah, I didn't just, either. I, I didn't I, feel I thought, right. No, I thought that whole experiment, especially now when you see Orsillo. Exactly. Having watched Vascursion, that's what I like. Yeah. That's the guys I want. But but again, Dave, don't let that make you believe that I don't have an amazing amount of respect for just how great Enberg was. God, he was fantastic. He sure was. All right, so Ken Levine, you brought up his name. How many uh -huh. people... And these are diehard Padre fans, I'll ask you. How many diehard Padre fans remember Ken Levine was even here? Yeah, he was here for a year. Um, not not the greatest play-by-play -play no, guy. No, he wasn't. But goddamn, Who put him in that role? Who decided on Ken So he had come from Baltimore. Okay, he, well, explain who Ken Levine is. I will. Okay. He, he had come from Baltimore, and Ken was a writer on Cheers. He was like an executive producer yeah. on Cheers. Bunch of other sitcoms. Bunch too. of other. I swear to God, I feel like he was attached to Mash for something, but I don't he think he been. was old enough to be attached to Mash. And no, not not the greatest announcer. God damn, what a good dude. He's a good guy. We're friends still on Facebook. Him and Is I. that right? Yeah, he's all, he sends me messages all the time. Very nice guy. He wrote a book that was so funny about his year calling games in Baltimore. He got an opportunity to call games. And they threw him in with, of all people, John Miller. Yep. And I think the book's called It's Gone, No Wait a Minute. And he just was very self-deprecating. 
telling stories about how he fucked shit up and yep. getting it done. He was great. Here, I'll give you some background on him real, real quick. I know Cheers. Ma- your mash is there. You're right. Mash, Maxi? Mash, Cheers, Frasier, The Simpsons. Wow. Wings, Everybody Loves Raymond, Becker, wow. Darman, Greg. Not bad. No. And he, the thing that was really cool about him. It says here that he was the voice of the Padres from 95 to 96. Yeah. He would, he would come in and get, now it was kind of a, a deal that we had a kind of soothe some feelings with Chandler and a couple other guys that we had that were that fill-in guy. But Ken came in and was so incredibly cool and respectful to everybody who worked on the broadcast. Yeah. And Leitner, which, look, you and I get along with Ted great. Ted may be a bit of a challenge. Man, he would have Ted laid out because he had all those stories from guys that Ted loved. Yeah. And uh, and he was great. So, no, and at that time, 95, 96, I mean, they were kind of finding their way. But, um, but yeah, really good dude. That was interesting. You're going to miss one shining moment. Well, I know. I got you. I got you. All right, I'll go back. I'll go back. That's always the running thing. It's funny, as you were talking right now, I was thinking, over the years that you and I have known each other and done these shows, we've mm-hmm. watched a lot of these games together. Right. You on know, Monday nights, On yeah. Monday nights. We've watched a ton of these, and there used to be the running joke about one shining moment. You with know? Brian Wilson. With, yeah. <laughs> who would do the running, slow motion, underhand layup. Yeah. And then uh, the slow motion fist bump. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but, yeah, those guys, all of it. Cool. But, anyways, John Miller, I, I don't know what happened to just wrap that up, but driving down here, I'm like, this guy is so goddamn good. And uh, I can't listen to him because Mud ruined him. You know what? Dick. Okay, here you go. No, I gained some respect for John Miller. It was opening day for the Padres taking on the Giants. Okay, at okay. Petco. But uh, Sunday night baseball started the night before. It was the Red Sox and whatever mm. Mariners, who whatever the fuck it was. But remember, the game went for, forever. Right. John Miller has to fly all night. It's a right. day game, of course, for the Padres. The guy shows up in shorts, a shirt that's five sizes too small. You know, flip flops. Flip flops. And I'm like, I look at him and I said to him, and I don't know John Miller well, but for some reason I, I said to him, I'm like, oh my God, how tired are you? And he goes, man, I'm really tired. He goes, I'll be okay. That guy over there is always an asshole and he'll come up with some excuse why he's going to be an asshole, but I'll be fine. And just pointed Joe Morgan. <laughs> and, and everyone always said for years, Joe Morgan's an asshole. And uh, John Miller didn't even hide it. John Miller didn't know me at all. I threw him right under the bus. I never met Joe Morgan, never dealt with him. Look, you can go through the guy's... Like from the broadcasters, I dealt with a bunch of those guys. Yeah. John Miller is so fucking cool. So goddamn cool, Dave. Just so swing and a miss. Like, and, <laughs> and I won't, I'll just have Mud come down and do it. But he talks just like that. How you doing, Dave? Yeah. It's good to see you. Great to be back. Your team's playing pretty well. I got to go. And just that same fucking delivery. And you're like, shit, this yeah. is John Miller. It's great. I don't know, Dave. I, I just think that maybe it was because we were lucky enough to be part of that fraternity that had a major league press pass that yeah. allowed you in the press box. And I think a lot of the baseball people were just of the mindset that, hey, if you're cool to them, they're cool to you. And uh, and John Miller was one of those guys. Scully. Right, Rick Monday, fuck all these guys. I'm trying to think. I I never dealt with the guys in Arizona other than 
when Tom was doing it. Tom Brenneman's a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Bob Brenly was great um, after all that shit. But, yeah, just most of those guys are such good dudes that, yeah, it was really fun to get a chance to talk baseball with them. You know, it's uh, we're, we're flipped over watching the, the Padres and Giants game. Mejia, by the way, just threw a ball to second base. Mm-hmm. And right now they're trying to figure out if he's safer out. I swear to God, it looked like he threw the ball 101 miles an hour. That was the craziest fast throw from a catcher I've seen. You told me, go the guy has just a fantastic arm. It's uh, it's insane, dude, to see how fast this guy gunned the ball. And it was right on the money. It just looks like he he was safe because he got a great jump on the pitcher. But um, ridiculous. I'm glad to see Mejia behind the plate because I think a lot of people, as much as people don't want to sit there and tell Hedges, you go to the bench, watch this throw right here. I know this is bad radio, but here, here we go. So, that's a rocket, dude. Right. Yeah. They clocked uh they clocked to tease from short to first the other day at ninety two miles and an 92. hour. Ninety two. I tell you, okay, I'm not gonna don't want people to freak out when I say this. Tatis is making me a little bit nervous on how many balls he throws in the dirt. That Hosmer picks them all the time. How come he can't make that throw? It's not like the diamond changes. How come you can't shut up? I can't shut the fuck up over yeah. here. Because he's throwing change ups, throwing palm balls. I don't know. Yeah, he'll figure it out. I hope so. The diamond hasn't changed. I found out today that uh, maybe you already knew this. You know, Tatis was raised living next to Robinson Cano. Like, like there are like five guys on his block, like are all major God leaguers, damn. because obviously the dad was a major leaguer. So in the wow. in, in there, oh yeah, that so makes sense, er, right? yeah, everybody has a little bit of money. But yeah. he said Cano is his guy. His since he was a little kid, Cano's been his guy. Well, uh, what you're seeing tonight, and I don't know, this is. This to me, Dave, tonight, and I heard of all people, Nick Hardwick, bring this up today, and it made me wonder what they're going to do. Like, what are you going to do with Kinsler? And the really funny thing is, you're not even two weeks into the season. And if a guy like Kinsler, a proven guy, in the middle of July is not really hitting or goes through a stretch where he's hitting a buck seventy-six. From July 1st to the 15th, you shrug it off, assuming he's hitting 260 the rest of the year. But this to me tonight, that Urias is back up yeah, and is in the lineup. Leading off tonight. With Tatis at short. Maybe that's just what they thought Kinsler was going to be, right? But what does that mean to Greg Garcia? Like, who becomes your utility guy, uh, your versatile guy? But right now, like, I like it. I, I mean, it, it feels like a really itchy trigger finger, but shit, I have no problem with that after the last five years where it felt like guys just sat out there and floundered, see Chase Headley, see Brian yeah. Mitchell, see others. This idea that, look, man, you're going to have an opportunity, and if you don't make the most of it, we're getting somebody in here who can. I like it. A couple things. It shows you exactly why spring training stats are a joke, right? Nobody was better than Kinsler. You know, you get yeah. in the regular season, it's different. You're seeing real major leaguers every at bat. We told you Kinsler was done. The Angels knew he was done. The Red Sox knew he was done. I would not, and I know people are saying, they're not going to release him. DFA him. But, but, but you sit there and you look at a guy. We brought you up yesterday with Andrew Miller and Matt Kemp and said, okay, which guy's the first guy where the teams to say it's not worth it anymore? I like Kinsler on this team for what, to me, he's the clubhouse guy. People keep saying it's Hosmer. I think it's Kinsler. I think Kinsler's the guy that sits there as the no-bullshit guy. So I'm very happy to see that Kinsler's on this team. Hitting 176, he might be your, just your right-handed pinch hitter guy. And who knows what he, what he brings. You have to assume that he's, he's not going to freak out in a big spot when it's his turn to bat. But man, his days of being a starter are over. I love the fact that they brought this call up. It's unfortunate that it's uh, Franchi Cordero. 
Right. That um, geez, this guy just took a ball right to the face. Um, I haven't seen that since Costa. Oh but, shit! So when you look at uh, what they're doing with Urias and Tatis and Machado, this is our infield, right? That's for, it for the next maybe five to six years at yep. least. Is your infield with Hosmer yeah, there? Yeah, that's it. Mejia catching the whole thing. I like it. I just I do too. it feels different. There's more of a sense of urgency. I don't know where it's coming from, but I like it a lot. Yep. Did you, uh, I'm going to change the subject on you. Ten mm. years ago, do you remember you and I were working with uh, the Angels? Yes, I was there point, looking at uh, AM830 the other day, pointing about, it out to my kids. Thinking yeah. about the same thing. I didn't realize, I don't know why I didn't click in my head that it was, and of course I knew it was 2009, but I didn't realize we were there because Nick Gadenhart died. Yeah. And so Jeff and I were asked to come do shows for the Angels. And God, I can't believe it's been 10 years. So they did a thing in the LA Times about it today. I thought for sure you read it. So Oh, that's funny. It's, uh, it, was, it was really good. Um, and so just a quick background. Uh, Nick Adenhart was a young pitcher that made it out of spring training. Pitched one game for the Angels. Pitched his ass off. And he left the game with the lead. They ended up blowing the game. And um, Torrey Hunter says him and Adenhart like the last guys to leave and Tory Hunter says, hey, be safe. I know you're going out with your friends. You know, have a good time. And he went out with uh, two people that were students at Cal State Fullerton. Another person was a law student. Basically, everybody but one person died in a car accident. Yeah. As a drunk driver driving a minivan, went 22-year-old kid ran right through a red light at 65 miles an hour and killed him. The guy who survived, which I've never heard of before, it was called an internal decapitation. I had to read it three times and say, what the fuck am I reading? Yeah, And then I didn't understand what I was reading. Basically, the guy was hit so hard, his head was separated from his spine. Jesus And he lived. Christ. Not only did he live, he's walking now. Whoa. They say he's a fucking walking miracle, this guy. Whoa. Like, how crazy is that? That your head was, was detached from your spine, and now you're, not only did you survive, but you're walking is, uh, is insane. But it was just the craziest, saddest story. Nobody has worn 34, by the way. It's not officially retired by the Angels. But nobody's worn that number since uh, Nick Adenhart passed away. And the story just it goes through back to everything you remember about his dad. Yeah. Remember the Angels opened the clubhouse yeah. up at 7 in the morning. Then he walked the field and walked the mound and just, and you know, basically the Angels bent over backwards. Whatever his dad needed, they, they gave him. Man, I, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like, it does not feel like it's been 10 years since that happened. Um, yeah, just incredibly sad. I that was remember- crazy sad. Yeah, I remember being there because they just wanted phone lines open. Um, we didn't have a long extended connection to the Angels. I don't believe we faked like we did. No. But anybody could feel it when you were there and we were going to the Big A every night. When you would go to the Big A, you just you felt it like any community that's been impacted. Right. I remember yep. when we had to do shows after the fires or any of those and, and you're sent out to that community. Man, you may not know the guy who lived in the house, but you can sure feel the pain. Yep. Yeah. Brutal time, man. That was brutal. A, a time. Not, about Ten years already have, have passed. They they interviewed the guy that that killed everybody. And he uh, he answered the question the way you hope he'd answer it. He said, dude, I, I took three lives. Like he didn't yeah. say poor me at all. It was like I'm 32 years old and. I took three lives, three people that were on their way to being extremely successful. Um, I think we just saw a guy get hit by the Giants. Was that Pilar who got hit? I'm not sure who was it that got drilled in the well, face. Well, I think it's Pilar okay. who hit the Grand Slam earlier. You may want to go back to that Pods game 
because knowing these two teams and kind of looking at everything going on, we'll see. Some fisticuffs. Yeah. They, I wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, Dave, the guy got hit right in the face. Yep. And it looked to me like it was Pilar. I don't, I, so many of these guys, the whole Giants lineup is different. You don't know who any of these guys are anymore. But if you come up and you hit the guy who hit the Grand Slam earlier in the game, yeah, yeah. and especially Giants Padres, yeah, there may be some heat. It's uh, unfortunate that uh, Bumgarner's already out of the game because I think he'd be a guy that would definitely throw. Yeah, well, there's some big dudes on that yeah. Padre team. If I'm the guy pitching from the Giants right now, let's look at the lineup. <laughs> Guys, I wouldn't want to fight on the pots. I'd throw at Urias. I'd be like, hey, hey, big man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bigs. That'd be it. I sure as hell wouldn't throw at Renfro. I wouldn't throw at Renfro either. I'd throw at Mahia. Mahia's huge. Mejia's not, not Mejia. I mean, I'm sorry. Framil Reyes is the one who's huge. I would not throw at Reyes. Mejia would probably, probably scrap it. I wouldn't throw at Mejia either. Nah, I'd throw at Myers. You'd be oh, like, yeah. What? Myers is too lazy to charge them out. What? I'm not going hey. out there. Hey. Yeah, this crooked. Get over here. <laughs> By the way, Myers batted in the two slot tonight, like we yeah. talked about. Home yeah. run. Two for four, home run. Tatis home run tonight. And uh, yeah, Tatis home run as well. Tatis hitting 243 on the season. Man, oh, man. So, all of a sudden, Padres come back. But, yeah, I'm watching this to see if they uh, if somebody gets dusted in that game. That'd be something else. By the way, uh, you teased me about the, the moves the Dodgers make. Yeah. Joe Kelly, who was so fucking good God. against the Dodgers in the World Series, the Dodgers would be undefeated if it wasn't for fucking Joe Kelly. Yeah, I want you to admit it. This fucking guy blew it again tonight. It was just – it was terrible. Three times. He's pitched three times. He sucked all three times. What Chris Davis do today? Oh, my God. Chris Davis couldn't get a hit again. How about Dave Campbell was number two on that list? My guy. Former Padre announcer Dave Campbell yep. had been through an 0 for 45 slump. But if Chris Davis went 0 for 3 tonight. Went 0 for 5. Are you shitting me? Two strikeouts, 0 for 5. God damn, Dave. What do you do with the guy? You owe him, you owe him almost $100 million. Yeah. You owe him like $92 million. I thought he's $23 million a year for the next three years. The stat I read was he's owed $92 million. <laughs> oh, wow. Woo! Here's the deal. It's funny how uh, fucking Woods, I can't understand this fucking guy. He's a Yankee fan. He's a Padre fan. Fine. I got it. You're whole American League. What, don't put out that you feel bad for Davis. He's in your fucking division with the Yankees. What do you give a shit? Yeah. Ah, he writes Softy. me back. Oh, you're a coach. You know. I go, I know what? The, the rumors are that Davis sucked. The Rangers got rid of him. No. He fucking started juicing. And then all oh. of a sudden, hey, guess what? The rumors are you're juicing. Now he sucks again. Man, for two years, I had two guys from that Orioles team that I would steal with my last two picks Yeah, in fantasy baseball when I'd buy about six teams. And the two guys I would steal would be Chris Davis and J.J. Hardy. <laughs> That's and, right. You and those two guys – would always hit about 25 or 30 bombs. Dave, I've never seen a guy fall right off the face of the earth yeah. like Chris Davis has fallen off. And let me just go back to 2013 for him, okay? Because okay. he was an all-star. 53 home runs, 138 runs knocked in, and his, his batting average is 286, okay? I think, what did he have the year before? 33 home runs, 85 that, Okay, RBS. that year 2013 is when I had him. Okay, 2013 when he had the huge year? Yeah. What do you have Great. in 2014? He had 26 and 72. Then he okay. had 20, bounced back in 2015, 47 and 117. Okay. 
Okay, 38 and 84 in 2016. Last year, big drop off, 26 and 61, batting average down to 215. And as you said right now, he's gone basically 0 for 102, right? Well, he's at, going uh, back to last year. He's no. over going back to last year and had a hit in 102 at bats. No, Jesus Christ, it? calm down. He was, I was just saying, he was 0 for 43 going into tonight. So now he'd be 0 for 48. Yeah, but going back to last year. Yeah, no, that's when yeah. it started. It started, he had not had a hit since September 14th of last year. How many at bats has he had this season? Uh, well, I don't know, whatever that's the my fuck point. I'm to it's 48. Like 48. That's like 48. How many bats do you think he's had? Yeah, no, he's a, it wasn't 0 for 100, you fucking I think dink. it's 0 for 100. I'm Go ahead, That's look. a story. I'm, Ken Levine told me it was 0 for 100. Hold on a second. I'm going to tell you right now. Go look. Just you Google Chris Davis. Cuts. Did I know You're how to fucking run a computer? Do you? Do you want me to hit you in the head with this Nerf football? Do you want me I'll to fucking hit you with it. a folding chair? No, do you have a folding chair? Hey. On your back? Why are we letting Tatis Jr. get hit by two pitches? Did he just get smoked? I just Not turned tonight, my head down. Not tonight, but he's been hit twice tonight in that game. I tell you what, I don't feel so bad for that guy taking it right off the fucking chin, Costas style. Fuck you. Don't hit my guy. Fuck me. All right. 0 for 49. What is that? Yeah. Well, you had him at 0 for 100. Okay. Well, you had him at 48. Okay. We were both <laughs> off. I think I win. When you were off. What are you talking about? It's not closest to the pin. Uh, I want to send a shout out to our friend Chris Cox tonight. Okay. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Yep. Tennessee guy, actually. Chris called me last week. Said, look, I don't want to hear any bullshit out of you. Actually, it came via text message. But he said, I have something, and you may want it. And I'm going to ask you, Dave, about... <laughs> it's on every date I went on. Right. It started off just like that. <laughs> have you ever been on one of these daily sports auction sites? Yeah, you told me that it gets out of hand. And all of a sudden, you're buying shit you don't want. Yeah, it happened to me. What the hell? You fell for it? Well, yeah, but tonight, courtesy of our friend Chris Cox... Well, like you said, Tennessee guy. Yeah. Think spent time in Atlanta, in New York. Yep. Been in San Diego. I never remember him making a stop in the Twin Cities. But tonight, thank you to him, I received an autographed Dino Cicerelli North Stars jersey <laughs> that he purchased. Why did he purchase this again? He was having fun okay. in the Daily Sports Auction site. And Dave, I'm wondering for you. Chris, being a class guy that he is, sent it to me. I love it. Now, I'll yeah. tell you, on this same site, and I'm not going to promote him. Yeah. Because I can see somebody calling me and going, dude, I got addicted to that site. It cost me $28,000. Yeah, no shit. Because I bought nothing but signed Sandy Alomar Jr. cards. <laughs> um, On that site, I have a signed Ted Williams picture authenticated from the Williams family. I got a Neil Broughton signed Miracle on Ice jersey. Yeah. I got a Mike Tyson signed picture. And then there was something else that What are I you got. doing with all this stuff? Um, right now, it's all packaged up okay. because I'll be moving. Are you going to like create a room, like just like a yeah. sports room and frame really all this Really for my shit? kids. Okay. Like really for my kids. But are you going to frame doing. it though? Or are you going to hide Tyson it? Tyson picture's it framed. Yeah. What about the, the Ted Williams thing is cool. Uh, that would be relatively easy to get framed. Yeah. I've got it all protected. Everything's packed up and protected. But I fucked up because... Did I tell this story? I don't feel Not like on I there told you this did story. It. I know where you're going, but you didn't tell it on there. So I know this site, and I was saying to Chris, laughing. Yeah. 
I said, oh, man, that site, you can have some fun on there, but it, it can quicksand you. And so I jumped on there, and I got two things that are really fun that will be here tomorrow. When I was a kid, younger than my sons, older than Bo, um, I went to an autograph signing. And the first pro athlete that I ever remember meeting was a wide receiver for the Vikings named John Gilliam. Okay. And I had to be seven years old. John Gilliam was incredibly cool. For some reason, this site was selling a John Gilliam signed Vikings jersey. I bid on it. I won it for 28 bucks. <laughs> what number was he? 42? Hell if I know. 42, I think. Okay. Now, all these things, if you're wondering about them, because we authenticate stuff at my day job, but there's two companies, JSA, PSA, and also Beckett. Yeah. And all these things that come from the auction site, they've all been authenticated. It's not like eBay. This is an actual auction site that verifies all these items. So I bought a John Gilliam jersey, and I was cracking up laughing that I got it because he was kind of cool. Now, keep in mind, I also have a signed Fran Tarkenton jersey from the people at Field of Dreams. By the way, is 42. Good job. And I believe one of you guys, I feel like either you or Costa or you guys together got me a signed Carl Eller. We did for your birthday. I have a we helmet. Did it together, yeah. But I feel like I have a jersey signed by one of those oh, wow. guys too. No, Mike and I went in on a helmet for it's you. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I've got all that. But then, uh, oh, so then the second thing I bought, Twins win the World Series in 91. Yeah. A lot of three 1991 team yearbooks, Dodgers, Yankees, Twins. I got one for Woods, one for you, and one for me. Like 12 bucks. You're the only one that is year finished good. Yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah, you can well, have it. Great. I'll use it to hold the door open when it's winning. Yeah, we'll use it as a coaster. Yeah, that's great. Uh, hey, my team won the championship, but I got you guys something, too. Yeah, for your team. Fuck off. Fuck Don't off. Don't rub it in. But then I really fucked up. This is where I fucked up. So now I'm feeling my oats. Yeah. Walking around up and down like a young Tom Byron, swinging it out. <laughs> and I see a signed Steve Garvey jersey. Yeah, well, nice. And I go, you know what? I'm going to get this fucking Garvey jersey. And I'm going to bring it down to the garage. Okay. And we're going to put it here in the garage. Make well, up for the plate? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't give less of I, a fuck about well, the plate. Well, I know you. That's the kind of guy here. You walk into someone's house, you break shit, don't even apologize. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll tell you what. You keep it up. I'll go into the kitchen, break two more plates. <laughs> go ahead. And a fucking glass, too. A wine glass. Those are tough to clean up. So uh, I see this Garvey signed L.A. jersey. I go, you know what? This is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. So I bid like $35. It was like a minute to go, and it jumps to like 42 I bid like 55 Jumps to 57 I go, fuck it. It's a Garvey. L.A. jersey. It's cool. I bid $62. I 62 win 62 bucks, yeah. 62 bucks. Now I have to pay like 12 bucks because there's like a service fee, and Jeez. then there's like another 5 bucks for shipping. I'm at about 80 bucks. Yeah. I go, you know what? This is cool. Fuck it. It's the Garvey's meant a lot to this show. Dave creeps him out. <laughs> and it's a signed L.A. jersey. Well, 
after I've already paid for it, was the time I determined, hey, let me check out all the pictures of the jersey. Okay. And I look at the front of the jersey, and it's not an authentic Dodger jersey. It says in block lettering, like a fucking jersey you'd buy at Kmart, Los Angeles. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! Fuck. Why did Garvey even sign that shit? I Exactly. I wrote Christine an email. I go, look, I'll pay for it, but it's a joke that you're selling this shit. Good for you. Like, Do it, they respond? It, no. Oh, of course. But I go, this is awful. But I'm like, you know what? It serves me right for being a dumb shit. And I said, plus, we'll get 10 years worth of laughs out of yes. it. And I'm like, it'll be worth the 68 bucks. Plus, I got a free Cicerelli jersey today. Oh, my God. But Dave, my question, my very yeah. long question for you is, have you ever bought something that within minutes you immediately regretted? A uh, non-returnable item oh, that you funny, immediately man. regretted. That's funny. And I'll take that. them on Twitter too. Okay, I love it. The Garvey jersey will be here tomorrow. Yeah. I'll bring it down Sunday night. We'll sh- I'll show you the picture yeah. of what I saw and you'll believe like, you'll see how I got uh, bamboozled. Yeah. Oh, that's funny as hell. But then when I show you the front, you're going to be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I tell you what, nothing stands out exactly that that I've done. But I know you're right. I know I've bought something. Everybody has. Yeah. Everybody has bought something where they went, "Fuck, what I just do." Right. Yeah. Right. Every, everyone has. The only thing is, has it been a, a major item? For some people, it's probably an engagement ring. You know, <laughs> They're like fuck me, what I just do. <laughs> well, I told you one night we were at um, we were at KFMB. Yeah. And I bought a game used New Jersey Devil. I remember. Jersey. Yeah. From Scotty the Chief Daniels. Yeah. Who was a mid-range enforcer. I paid 300 bucks for it. Like uh, the Garb jersey yeah. I got for 60 bucks. Yeah. We I'm acting married. like I spent a grand yeah. on it. I'm so mad about it. Um, And I had that thing. And like five years ago, I was like, why the fuck <laughs> did I buy this fucking thing? Right? Like, what am I going to do with this shit? And I posted it, and yeah. son of a bitch, if I didn't get the three hundred, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I paid like it, it may have cost me twenty five bucks to ship it with insurance. Yeah. It was the best twenty five bucks I ever spent. That's cool. So I got, I basically got well, my money back. Now, when you sell it, does it say if it's a guy or a woman that buys it? Oh, I, I couldn't tell. Guarantee you. it was some girl some, who had no idea what the fuck that she just knew her husband talked about it, right? Oh, go game more yeah, jersey, and went and probably went. Holy shit, this is going to be a great gift for my husband. Yeah, because there's no guy that would sit them pay three hundred dollars for that jersey, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it would be like paying three hundred bucks for uh, like a Kurt Stillwell Padre jersey. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck did I just do? (laughs) What the hell did I just do? Right. Like, uh, just the most random guy on the team, where you go, yeah, Ruben Rivera. Yeah. I spent $9,000 and got a Ruben Rivera jersey. Yeah, thankfully I got rid of it. But I don't know where we're going to put it, but the Garve jersey will be down here and we'll just, yeah, fuck it. I'll take my my whooping. If we have the ability to to take phone calls, obviously I'd be curious to know on the question you just asked. But also you brought something up that makes me wonder too. Who was the first professional athlete you ever met? Like you just, Mm -hmm. John Gilliam. You remember. Mine was Davey Lopes. Oh, that's good. Was he cool? It was a, he was kind of a, a cool. It was a, he was at a May company, signing autographs really? in L.A. It was right after the 1981 World Series. It was the first time I met anybody that was a professional baseball player. John Gilliam may actually have been second 
My yeah. mom tells a story that when I was a kid, she took me out to the airport to meet the Vikings, and I apparently chased Norm Sneed down the airport concourse to get an autograph. So it was e- it was either Sneed, John Gilliam, or yeah. Gilliam, uh, Norm Sneed. What's the coolest? What's the coolest piece of sports memorabilia you have? Oh, that's funny. I got some pretty good stuff, man. Um, and I got some great stuff. By far, the the best thing I have is I have Tony Gwynn's bat from the from the year he won uh, his seventh batting title. Signed. Signed. It's but it's not really mine. It's Josh's. He gave it to me to give yeah. to Josh on his third birthday. Yeah, and it happened just happens there? to be that I still have it. it well, yeah. when Josh has his own place, that it, we feel like it's going to be safe enough to leave it. Right. We're going to do it. But I tell you, the, the story is cool as shit is when they when they lost to the Cardinals in three straight games in the playoffs in 96. Yeah. I said, Tony, how you doing? And uh, he's like, ah, not good. How you doing? And this was embarrassing because I had to go to the Cardinals side first and I come back to soaked in champagne. You know oh, what I mean? Good. And so he knew what was going on. And then he, he, and he said, I'm hanging in there. And I said, dude, um, he goes, how you doing? I said, not great. I got to miss my kid's third birthday for this shit. And he goes, hold on. And he went and got me that bat. And he yeah. signed it and gave it to me. Well, he gives me the bat to give to Josh and find out later the Hall of Fame wanted that bat. Supposedly yeah. Tony used one bat that year, and that was the wow. bat. He didn't break a bat. That was the bat he used. And so I said to Tony, hey, um, I'll give you the bat back. doesn't yeah. mean anything to me. Just something else is fine. He goes, no, I gave it to your son for his birthday. You, you go yeah. ahead and you keep it. He goes, the Hall of Fame has enough of my stuff. <laughs> right. And he, and he gave the bat to, to Josh. It was kind of crazy. It's funny. I was just thinking... I didn't have anything from him, but I do. Yeah. Um, my wife wanted to meet him. And uh, I'm sorry if I've repeated this story before, but it's just who he was as a guy. So we took a, I took her over um, to Tony Gwynfield about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He was there hanging out. Yeah. And she did what everybody does when they meet Tony. She started talking a mile a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just dying laughing because she's like a kid. Yeah. And she had like some goofy tops card like from like 96, right? Like not even a rookie card or anything. Yeah. And he was so goddamn great. He's like, no, come on, let's go. He goes, come on, let's go back to my office. We got something cool. And he went back and he had this box and it was the Hall of Fame baseballs. Yeah. And he, he had not been elected that long i mean i feel like it was within just a couple of weeks after he had been announced as a hall of famer and uh and he signed that tony gwynn hall of fame you know the year and i said look i've known you 20 years i've never asked for anything and i'll never forget he goes jeff these are deets's balls yeah i said he fucking doesn't know he can't count (laughs) can't count to 12 and he started laughing and he signed one. But here's the cool thing. Yeah. I have both of them. I have both of them, and they'll go to my sons. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know I have hers. Well, I do. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> It's um, It's um, not to to keep it or yeah. sell it or do anything else. Um, each of our sons will each get a Tony Gwynn Hall of Fame baseball. Um, That's cool. My favorite things have two championship rings from the Sockers, which was kind of cool the other night with Paul Wright getting his number yeah. retired and seeing all those guys. Number three? Yeah. But the one day that I have that I I really didn't do anything to maintain, wore it all around town, the whole thing. I have a Boge game-worn jersey. Yeah, really nice. Why don't you just have him sign it and frame it? He's going to the Hall of Fame. 
I probably should. Yeah, yeah. I probably should. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably, that will be the right move for him is to have him sign it. It was just great because it's from the 2013 season and uh, he wore it. It says world champions on the patch or on the side. I'll never forget. We met him for coffee in Poway. He brought the championship ring yep. up and he brought you an extra large t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking who it I, is. Because I fucking picked Verlander to beat his ass on game one. Yeah. How'd that go? Not well. Not Been well. Hearing about it every day since. But I I found a couple other cool things. We did commercials for Field of Dreams yep. in Fashion Valley. I have a signed Pete Rose picture that I, I love. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, yours isn't personalized. I know how you work, you fucking yeah, I, snake. I'm gonna sell it the second that guy drops dead. Yeah. Well, good luck. There'll be about three million of them on the fucking guy signed a hundred things an hour. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's so pissed at him, dude. I was so mad at him because he charged us. I was yeah. like, dude, we're charging us for this. 75 no, bucks. 75 bucks. There's nobody around, Pete. We did this promotion for you for three fucking days. Yeah. There's nobody around, and you still charge us 75 bucks. But the great thing about that Field of Dream store was sometimes when you would do commercials, you get paid. Yeah. But they said, hey, we'll trade it out for you. And I said, okay. And they said, who do you like? I said, I'm a Minnesota fan. David's the best fucking deal I ever got in my life. I got an authenticated or an authentic Fran Tarkenton signed home jersey. Yep. I have a frame. Is that framed? Uh, not yet. Okay. I have a framed uh, 16 by 20 Harmon Killebrew picture hitting home run 500. And I have a plaque from the first pitch at Petco Park with infield dirt and the whole thing. That's that cool. was what they gave me. Holy shit, man. I'm like, this is fan. What'd you get from them? I chose the picture autographed of Larry Bird's retirement in Boston. It's the one where Magic's pulling open yeah. his Laker warm-up, and he's wearing a Celtics T-shirt underneath. Is that? Okay, and I remember you it, had that. Yeah, yeah so that's it's Magic right. and Bird autographed, both autographed the same picture. Was that the only thing you got? That's the one I remember. I, I know I have other stuff. I have uh, I have a Bo Jackson autographed jersey hanging yeah. up in, in, in my office. I have uh, it's funny. I got I have a couple Tony Gwynn ones. I have uh, I don't have anything from Trevor. You have uh, you have a Trevor Hoffman autograph jersey, don't you? No, I have a jersey, okay. but it's funny. I need to get that signed okay. too. Yeah, I don't have any. I have a baseball autograph from Trevor, not a not a jersey. And then um, I have a Junior Seau jersey autograph framed. That's pretty cool. That one's pretty good. But um, yeah, it's, it's funny, man. There's some great stuff. It's it, it's changed on what you want, what you don't want. I'm I'm more of a jersey guy now. I think more yeah. than anything, it's easier to put on the wall too. You know, then a bunch of other stuff. But I love the fact that you're saving the stuff for your kids. Yeah, it'll it'll be for them. Um, one personal thing for me, uh, BJ McPherson's a real good buddy. And remembering that night when BJ broke his neck in that playoff, I was really tight with a bunch of those guys from the Gulls. And just a horrendous injury when BJ broke his neck. And Mark Wolf came on and talked about it. It was pretty emotional. And then they went out and just got the shit beat out of him <laughs> in game six. And so we brought him on before game seven. And I said, look, just stop dicking around. Go out and score goals and win this fucking thing. And he did. And I have his game stick from there. Now you look at that and you go, okay, right? A Trevor signed jersey. Yeah. Tarkenton, yeah. But that to me is probably in my top three as far as favorite things, That's just cool. because of how close I was with all those guys. Chad Wagner game jersey, yeah, uh, from those teams that I love. The goals were always nice and gave us a bunch of jerseys. But yeah, it's just kind of fun. But I always say to my kids, 
like I have Super Bowl programs and and credentials and everything, and um, I tell you, I was invited to speak at their career day. You know, you didn't mention that on there. You didn't. You didn't tell me. You you texted me today. Can you save the story for one second? Yeah, I want to read through uh, read through the guys. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Yep, I'll tell you the whole thing. Because this this is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, Want to mention Brian Curry? Look, if you're in the market right now to buy a brand new house, you're looking to sell a house, and you're looking to just kind of make a move. Whether it's an upgraded neighborhood or a situation where the kids are leaving for college, you're looking for a little bit more money. You don't need so much house. Brian's your guy. Make sure you give Brian a call. He's been selling real estate in San Diego County for more than 20 years. He can take you all over San Diego County. He knows every area extremely well. He's also a former military guy, so we love that. Really good guy, and he'll take care of you. You know the guys that do very well because they do this for a long time. We mentioned everybody has a real estate license, but word of mouth has made him extremely successful in the real estate business. Brian Curry is waiting for your phone call at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Can't wait to get back to La Mesa. Fuck, my dream at Carlsbad got kicked right in the fucking... Again? Fuck, got kicked right in the nuts last night. <sighs> ah, I said, hey, you know, I think I'm going to Carlsbad. No, I don't think you are. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was your decision. They're like, look, you're going to go to Carlsbad, and then you're going to be bummed that we're out right down the street. You always say it. Oh, it'd be so great to have you right down the street. You're not going anywhere. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like you at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, can't wait to get back to La Mesa. Uh, yeah, be great. Can't wait for that two-hour commute again every day. Be great. But I know the good thing is when I go there, I'll be in the right place. And I'll be in the right place because Brian Curry is going to help me find it. Dave, I just... It feels like you're hearing more and more stories of people that are going through this process, either buying or selling, that have run into so many headaches. And Dave's a homeowner. I'm a homeowner. You've done it more times than I have. But, man, I am incredibly lucky that the first time we were able to get through relatively pain-free, relatively pain-free. But I have so many friends that are just feeling like they bought a lemon yeah and you don't have the opportunity to go hey you know what uh nordstrom's i want to bring this thing back and so you can't you're in it unless you want to sell it and that's why i just cannot preach enough how good you will do to have brian curry on your side absolutely really good at what he does don't forget to call alan taylor as well if you need alan taylor for a pool Alan Taylor will take care of you. Taylor made pools. That's for the business. They've been in business more than 20 years. The perfect pool that you dream of, he can make it happen. If you already have a pool, but it's not running the way it should, make sure you call Alan as well. He's the guy that does commercial and residential. Don't forget about the free estimates. Alan Taylor's your guy at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I'm telling you, you better move quick because we've been sitting there in that mist and in that drizzle. And then all of a sudden today, 1.30 in the afternoon, I came out. It was 79 degrees in Carlsbad. No kidding. 79 degrees. Gorgeous sunny day. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, how many people go, you know what? I have a Monday or I have a three-day weekend. I'm off. And you go sit in the backyard and you look at that bullshit picnic table that you have that your wife talked you into. And you were too much of a punk to say, we don't need it. We need a tailor-made pool. (laughs) Well, don't make that mistake again. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, and look for yourself. And look, some of you have a bigger backyard. Some of your backyards are nice size, but maybe you probably think, oh, I need an acre back there. 
I need two acres. No, you don't. Talk to Alan and his team. They'll make it work. Now, look, if you have nine square feet, you may not quite be ready <laughs> for a tailor-made pool. But if you have a normal-sized backyard, man, you work hard. Gas prices over four bucks. You don't want to be driving anywhere. Go out and check it out and then have Alan and his team come out. Believe me, you'll love it. We'll come over and do. I tell you what, for the first 10 people that buy a tailor-made pool, between now and August 1st. Okay. Alan will give us a... We'll go do a live broadcast. Perfect. You up for that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go do a broadcast right there. I'll tell you the other thing, too. I'm going to extend this out. From here to August 1st, you buy a house from Brian Curry. We'll do it in the backyard or in okay. the living room, wherever you want. People are like, No. <laughs> if you don't want us to, that's fine, too. We're not discouraging you. You're like, well, I was going to call Brian. I don't need you two dickheads coming in, pissing on the floor. We hit the target. <laughs> but you buy a house from Brian Curry. You buy a pool from Al Taylor. And you tell him, hey, I want Dave and Jeff to come do a live show. We're coming out to do it. Perfect. No charge to you. There you go. We're doing it. All right, let's go. Okay. Hey, I also want to mention Kyle Fluger. Look, you're looking for that perfect website. I'll tell you, there's only one guy to call. One of our good friends, Daniel Dan Williams, decided, you know what? Kyle's our guy to get his yep. business started. You'll start hearing Dan really soon. Dan's business has taken off. We have more of that for you in about a week. But Kyle Fluger helped him out. He can help you out as well with that business. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Man, uh, talking to friends who look at our website, love it. And when you look at it, look at the design, look at the logo, look at how clean our site is, and then look at yours. Because the thing is, if you have a site that doesn't scream winner, people are going to move on. Yes, they will. And I tell you what, man, nothing is more frustrating right now than dealing with the company and finding a tough-to-negotiate website. And if you have a small business, if you are trying to be an influencer on social media, people need to be able to connect with you. Here's the other thing. A lot of you that are trying to figure out your own little podcast or your own little world, man, talk to Kyle. He can help you on that as well. Okay, perfect. So tell me what's going on with your kids now. Uh, oh, who, who, who. All right, I'll tell you the good one, then I'll tell you what happened to him tonight. Um, last night I got an email saying, hey, we're inviting you to career day. We'd like you to come back to career day at our at the kids' school. And I love doing that. It's really fun. You go and sit there with kids. And usually what I do, Dave, is they're between third grade and sixth grade. Yes. And so I really focus a lot on our relationship with Lisa Ann. I talk about her work <laughs> and how unique it is and that it's a little bit odd to see her yes. on, you know, Red Vine or any of these other sites. But then you find out she's really great and the kids love it. A lot of times I'll just open it up for questions and uh, we have a great time. We talk a lot about that. And we go from there. But. I said to my kids, hey, I was uh, invited back to career day. And they go, oh, cool. And what happens is you do 20-minute sessions. Kids sign up. There's like 25 people that show up for career day. And it's kind of like when you pick an elective, right? Yeah. You can go see this person, that person. The first time I did it, I'm walking in. My son, Cade, I'm walking north. He's walking south. He goes, uh, hey, what's up? I go, Mud and I are doing this session. We got kind of our times wrong. We got mixed up, so we only did one. He goes, ah, cool. 
And he keeps walking. I go, where are you going? He goes, what? I go, you're not going to come see me in mud? He goes, uh, there's an astronomer in room 13. I go, really? <laughs> uh. <laughs> he was in fourth grade. I go, yeah. look, if you don't want to come, no, I'll go. So remembering that, yes, I said to uh, my kids last night, hey, I've been invited back to career day. He goes, ah, cool. That's great. I go, you going to come hang out? He goes, uh, yeah, probably. I'm like, that's a fucking no. I go, don't do me any goddamn favors. Whatever. Whatever. So here, uh, here's what happened tonight. And other parents can chime in on this. Look, my kids have a pretty good life. Yeah. My kids are loved by their mom. They're loved by their dad. Their mom and dad, even though divorced, are incredibly nice to each other and respectful. We have one rule in our house, and that is do not fucking lie to us. Oh, I thought it was cuss. No. Oh. No, they learned that from their mom. Do not lie. There's a handful of rules like any family has, but don't lie. So we told you we were selling those. Uh, we went down to the Alpha Project. We raised some money. Yeah. So the other day... Um, Actually, this goes back about two weeks. My son, Jack, had a box, and it's a good lesson, right? You have 60 of these. Every one of those is a dollar. You have to turn in $60 at the end. Well, the box is empty, and he has $52. Oh, fuck. And their mom said, uh, what's up? And he wouldn't own up to it. He wouldn't own up to it, and I said, "What did he? How did he? What did he do? Did he shrug his shoulders?" He said, "Yeah, he I, goes, don't I don't know." He said, "I don't know." Now she finds wrappers, so there's a wrapper under the chair, there's a wrapper in his desk, and uh, fucking Diego, right? Everybody, the cat, right? Yeah. So she goes, "Okay," and I'm like, "Look, that to me is stealing. I don't have any tolerance for stealing." I go hit him hard, not literally, yeah. but I go hit him. Like, figure out a consequence that's going to hit him. So she takes away electronics, the whole thing. Next has no impact on him. What do you mean no impact? He just says, go ahead. You just shrugged it off. You should tell him no more three-point shots. Right. <laughs> well, this is, where, this is where it got good. Okay. So she said, I said, look, he's got a stack of gift cards that he's been given and I said, it's, he understands the rules of the NBA. The yeah. rules are the NBA are, you make a mistake, you get fined. And I said, if he does something again, hit a, hit a gift card. So she had a collection of those little kind of like six ounce sodas in the, you know, like the little cans yeah. you see. And she would have them for birthday parties or barbecues or whatever else. And they were kind of out in the garage. And she had realized that 7-Ups were missing. Yeah. Because she said, oh, you know, I like a 7-Up and an orange juice. And all of a sudden she goes, you know, there were nine of them. And now there's like five of them. And so she says, you take another one of these and I'm taking a gift card. Comes back, two of them are gone. I go, you better fucking take a gift card. Yeah. You know, all you your shots. Yeah, if you're going to draw your line in the sand, you got to follow through. She took it. $30 Target gift card. Fuck. Yeah. 
So uh, I said to him, I got What he know, was his response then? He wasn't happy. Okay. Well, at least he showed he wasn't happy. If he said, fine, then you're So I sick. said to him, I go, I go, that combination of ripping off the candy bars and the and the seven up cost you thirty bucks. Okay, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. What if he would have taken his thirty dollar target card and spent it all on seven up and chocolate? Well, she's would you guys not have let, let it happen? That. No. Okay then. No. Fuckers. You guys made him break the rules. So <laughs> So he uh he's out thirty bucks. But he's sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and I said to her, I said, look, you better you better go really hardcore runtime, like a zero-tolerance policy on this guy. Yeah. Because he was bummed, but he wasn't bummed at, like, the level that I'm looking at where you really regret it. Did Will Myers just drop that yeah, fucking he just, ball? He just, <laughs> he just dropped a God, he's fly. dumb as fuck. Okay. It's weird it's like eight people in San Francisco in the ballpark, by the way. So now, the other day, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so the other day, he comes home, Dave, yes. and now he's got another box of these 60 bars. She never said he could do it. He just does it on his own. She says to him when he shows up, she goes, if these things are not every one of these accounted for, I'm taking every gift card you have oh, in your fuck. wallet. Okay. I'm clearing you out. She goes, I'm telling you, I told you don't bring these home. You broke the rules. I'm telling you right now, if anything's missing, I'm taking every gift card you got. He gives me 10 for people at work. She okay. takes 10. They find it. She calls me at night. She goes, there's nine missing. <laughs> nine. Nine missing. And I go, well, you better do what you said. Hold on. How could, hold on a second. Have, are all 60 candy bars sold? No, I know okay, there but, was. But she counted the candy bars. Yeah. What got, was his line? What was his excuse? He said, uh, I didn't take them. She took the wallet. Is his well, brother said, come on. Well, this is what I said to his brother. Because nine's a big jump. That's why I said to his brother. I go, look, if you're part of this, you're you're done. Because I said, you know what the punishment is for him. And I said, I'm telling you right now, if you're part of this and letting this happen to him, yeah. instead of owning it and being straight up, I said, you're done. I go, I'm going to, I'm going to, whatever happens to him, you're getting twice. Because I can't stand a fucking weasel. <laughs> I'm getting so nervous right now. Guess what the number was in the wallet? Guess what the number was of what he had accumulated over the years? How many gift cards or how much money? How much money? What it cost him tonight? I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go $400. 310 310 Son of a bitch. For nine I, candy bars? That's what I said to him. That's what I said. I go, now, she's ready to throw up. Yeah. She's because, ready to yeah. throw up. Well, he, does he understand she doesn't want to catch him? I mean, right. you know, fuck. I, I said to him, we've had one rule in this house, and that's don't lie. So yeah. he says to her tonight, he won't own up to it. He won't own up to having one of them. It he went, won't uh, own up to having three of them. He uh, won't say... Yeah. Hey, I had three, and I don't know where the other six are, because even then you go, okay, well, at least he's working. And what I said to him is, I said to him and his brother, I go, you guys have done the cardinal sin that you don't want to be. And I said, you've gotten to the point where you're looked at as a liar. Yeah. And I said, at some point, you're going to do something that you're innocent of. But her and I have been down this lap so many times where you keep saying no, even though you've got 
the chocolate on your face that I go, you're going to be proven guilty for a crime you didn't commit. And I said to him tonight, it cost you 310 bucks. What do you say to that? He uh, Does he think pissed. he's going to get it back or does he know it's never coming back? Well, that's the funny thing. So I said to her tonight, I go, look, if you want to give him an opportunity when these back and earn them back, I go, I don't have a problem with it. But I go, but you can't do anything. She said a minimum of three weeks. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, it's got to be a minimum of three weeks. And I said, make it like the gas prices where the gas prices are now up at four dollars. Yeah. And two weeks from now, they'll be at three ninety two. Have him bust his ass for two weeks and he gets a five dollar card back. I, I just Dave, I you got to for me. I said to her, I go, look, I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. I go, there was no fear factor. Yeah. He had no fear factor of losing it. But she's like, God dang. She's I go, what do you think was in there? She goes, oh, I really thought it was like probably like 100, 110. I go, well, he's going to think about tonight when he goes to bed. He's going to go. And I said, here's the other thing. Yeah. I said, take one of those Target gift cards out of his wallet. And when you go there, buy laundry soap, buy, buy you know, Swifter pads, buy toothpaste, and go boom. One time, man. One time, I said, like I told her tonight. Why didn't you say half of those are mine? Nah, because <laughs> I know. Because I'd use them. <laughs> but I felt bad for her because well, you felt no bad mo- for everybody involved. Nobody right. wants to be in this situation. That's what I said. But I said, you put your hand on a hot stove, you get burned one time. You're not yeah, going to put your hand exactly. back on a hot stove. No. I said, tonight you got his hand burned. Yeah. No, I mean, to but I go, how the extent- fuck did we buy this kid 300 bucks a gift card? She goes, I know. Well, well, it was probably people like me and everyone else in your family that gave him to him over his right. birthday. Right. GameStop, Barnes yeah. & Noble, yeah, he's probably just Target. Every kid ends up getting it. It's great. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's funny. To a lesser extent, my wife is always concerned when the kids will leave the house. Make sure you bring a jacket. And they would go, no. Mm-hmm. And I would always say, okay. Just one time. I wouldn't even say, hey, you know what? She's right. I always right. went, okay. But, well, you know what? It only takes one time to freeze your ass off to right. go, fuck, next time I'll bring a jacket. <laughs> right. It's like touching the stove, just like you said. Right. So, I don't. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. We I, don't hit them. No. They they don't get spanked. They don't get their wire coat yeah. hangers. But I said to her, I go, man, I go, and and here's the other thing with my kid that I see every day. I go, he's a little fucking smug. <laughs> I told her, I go, he's a little fucking smug. That's why, like, yeah. my kids are really cool. I yeah, I, like I tell kids. them all the time. I see kids all the time that I really hate. <laughs> <laughs> tell them all the time. Yeah, I'm like, that kid there, I hate that kid. Never met that kid. We missed one shining moment. Great job. I got it on tape. Oh, good for you. That maybe you wanted the music, but okay. Um, But I said to him, but I go, I just, I don't, I said, the biggest problem you'll have, I said, two problems you'll have with me moving forward. A is if you lie to me, and B is if you disrespect your mom. Because I said... Your mom's in that house trying yeah. to keep it all together by herself. She's trying her best, and if you disrespect her, then you and I are going to have a huge problem. You ever see the movie Brewster's Millions? Years ago. Years ago. So in the movie, remember he gives uh, Richard Pryor millions of dollars, and he has to spend it. Remember in a short amount of yeah. time. And the uncle says in that tape, he goes, I want you to hate money. He goes, when it's said and done, you're going to hate fucking money. Right. And so he said, the reason I'm doing it this way is my uh, dad caught me smoking a cigar. And so what he did is he put me in a closet with 22 cigars and said, you got to smoke them all before you come on out. Right. 
What if he would have gone the route and said, that's fine, you, three, nine candy bars are missing, now you got to eat double the amount, and you can't come out to eat all well, those candy great, bars. That would be great, as I have him at Sharp getting his stomach pumped, <laughs> and I lose him to did. CPS. Yes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, man, it, it's funny because I know, I just told her today, I go, Fuck. Right? And she's like, ah. Dude, I might not have taped fucking one shining moment. But no, I but got, got five Mary Tyler Moores. What a bitch you are. Jesus. And Vanderpump Rules. Let's Vanderpump go through Pump Dave's Rules. DVR. Go, go ahead. Before we leave. I'm not embarrassed. Big Bang Theory. Yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. You have Vanderpump Rules. Yep. Barry. 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 Do you watch Barry? No, I it's, have it's HBO now, so I got to go back and watch it. It's I love Bill show. Hader. You have five Mary Tyler Moores. Real Housewives of New York. Um, that's probably New York, yeah. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Because you're 70%. Oh, no, you only have a few. Family Guys, Super Troopers. Which college football game do you have from it's August Al- 3rd on it's, here? It's uh, probably an Alabama game. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's probably a replay of the national championship game. Notting Hill? Notting Hill. Notting Hill is a funny movie. Not only Lizzie McGuire movie. On. Here's the funny thing on this one, okay? Notting Hill is only the end part, okay? Whereas... Uh, only then part, the good part. And the Lizzie McGuire part, I have this on here as... Uh, 17 minutes, when you cried in front yeah, of Jake? Yeah, that's it. You remember? Yeah. yeah, you cried in front of Jake. And so I taped this. Look at the other uh, dates. is 11-16. But this is from years and years ago, but it's only that part. And so the story goes, I remember... Uh, I was no, telling 11-16 would have been... No, no, it's, but it's back from years ago. I don't think it was this year. Yeah. Um, Or the last one. There you go. So it's just then. And so uh, the story was, I was, this is when my kids were little. Right. And Jake Where was. Where KFMB? Yeah. Jake was like maybe two years old or some yeah, shit. Nothing. And uh, and I was so fucking tired getting up in the middle of the night. Kind of yeah. like hear Woods talk about Bo and you just yeah. want to sleep. And Jake's watching this fucking movie, this Lizzie right. McGuire movie. And I'm sitting on the couch just trying to keep my eyes open. And then I realized at the end, I'm watching this shit too. And tears are rolling down my fucking face. And I'm crying during Lizzie McGuire. And so when I saw it, I fucking taped it to show Jake to go, remember this shit? And he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> that was it. So you, th- you cried during this movie and Stepmom, right? Stepmom. What else you got? Oh, God dang. Th- as far as embarrassing goes, it goes, though. Those are the two. The, the, Jesus, that's loud. Now, can you watch, yeah. can you watch like My Dog Skip? No, nah, I hate all that shit. I can't I love shit. dogs. I hate when the dogs die. I hate, I, yeah. I hate it when I read these things on Facebook. It sucks, man. Dude, like, uh, yeah, people going yeah, through it right I, now. Yeah, feel terrible. Anyone who's a dog lover, man, they feel so bad for people who lose their dog. Thor's dog sick right now. Yeah, I'd send him a message. Yeah, um, yeah, all that shit. But I remember that Lizzie McGuire thing. Yeah, but- that's funny as shit. So I taped it to show Jake, you know, when it when I saw it on HBO, wherever the fuck it was, and I said, "Did you remember this?" He doesn't remember anything, of course. Uh, all right. So quick before we get out yeah. of here, how long do I hold the gift cards? I mean, I'd like him to have an opportunity to win them back. I don't know what, dude. You know what? Just when he, when he's in a good stretch, you go. You know what, man? You've done really good. You know whether it's school behavior, or whatever, and say, you know yeah. what? And just give him back. Well, this is what he told his mom tonight. And this is why he's a pretty smart kid and yeah. he's a complete dumb fuck too. <laughs> so he says to his mom tonight, who's a lawyer. Well, I tell you what, I'm with my two buddies tonight, and I'm going to figure out how many they took, and then I'm out of trouble. And she said, well, you're not really the one who makes that determination. I'll figure it out. And she said to me, can you fucking believe this guy? He just won't, won't take blame for it. He won't take it. So I said, well, then he, you fucking sit on 310 did, bucks. Did, we'll he at least him did, up. did he at least admit the first ones were him because he found the rappers? 
No. Oh, he's too fuck. proud. Just wouldn't admit he's wrong. Well, this is yeah. a kid when he was fucking. What's Cade doing? Is Cade sitting well, there going, oh, fuck? Is he getting nervous? I got to talk to him. But <laughs> I'm going to say to him, you better not be, you better not be rat fucking your brother. Because if you are, you're, you're. Okay, but well, okay, maybe he's doing the opposite. What if Cade has watched him eat these and drink the sodas the whole time, but is saying. Oh, no. He'll well, I'm not his... going to throw He would. He would throw him under oh, yeah. the bus. He said, I saw him eat him and drink that shit. Completely. Yeah, I mean, Fuck. dude, you guys know your brother. Yeah. Oh. Any, anybody with brothers know. Anybody with siblings know. It works for yeah. brothers and sisters too. That's true. We'd read them. But, up. but to me, man, I have no problem keeping them on a short chain. Dude, how fast is he getting his fucking candy bars? So his don't brother's have any not idea. catching them because that's a lot of fucking chocolate. Where is he putting the wrappers? Well, he's not hiding them good enough. My dad used to do that shit. My dad used to come visit but he us. He was an adult. Oh, it's even more embarrassing. Right. My dad would come visit us. All of a sudden, he would leave, and I'd find like 20 wrappers of Rocky Road bars in the bed that he slept in. I'm like, dude, you're 70. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, I was bringing three of them down here for you, <laughs> uh, one for Josh, <laughs> one for Rita. I would have bought them from you. Well, I had them for you. Okay. But the problem was that uh, I had a total of 10. I brought seven into work, and I was like, all right, I'll bring these three down for the podcast. Well, I wasn't expecting it to be 85 degrees in yeah. Carlsbad today. I come back, it's just fucking uh, Ovaltine in the wrapper. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry. And then I find out that Jack's out 310 bucks. I'm like, now's probably not the time yeah. to ask him. Hey, you have a couple of backup bars <laughs> for Dave Reed and Josh? I'll uh, pay so 103.33 for each one. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Look, man, I, I just think all of you, I just said to their mom tonight, I go, he's trying to figure out where the line is in the sand. And I said, if you keep letting that line dissolve in the sand, when the tide comes in, then you're never going to fucking get it back. Yep. Fuck it. Fuck him for not using that shit earlier. It was his birthday three months ago. What the fuck's he waiting (laughs) on? Jesus. I, I'm telling you, Dave. No, I gotta, you got you to gotta remind us how this thing ends up. Yeah, I just, look, they know it. I say it to them all the time. Yeah. I go, my life, I've been lucky enough to meet a ton of great people, do a ton of great things. The best part was November 2nd, 07, when you came in. That being said, we will not tolerate bullshit, period. I go, it's the greatest day ever. You know it. Yeah. But I said, the one mistake I made was telling you I'll never lie to you. And I go, you you lie to me, you lie to your mom, you're paying the price. I go, I one time I kicked Cade in the ass, and I felt bad about it. I gave him like a side Giorgio yeah. Canalia kick. <laughs> he was about seven at about one one hundredth of what I should have booted him, like Tom fucking Dempsey threw an upright. <laughs> uh, and I felt miserable, and I never spanked him. I've never yeah. done any of that. But I just said, bullshit. I go, you're not going to make the decisions around here, you little fuck. <laughs> little fuck. All right, well, yeah. we'll, we'll see where it stands We'll see on where it Sunday. goes. Otherwise, you'll see a bunch of gift cards on eBay for sale coming up shortly. Fantastic. I'll take $67 worth of them and feel a lot better about that Garvey jersey. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time.